Carla. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Creative Reboot. Welcome to episode Verity. So our guest today is the wonderful Verity Clark Hair. Um, she's an extraordinary hair artist and a general fabulous human. Uh, she's responsible for my magical hair. I'm Carla, in case you can't tell from the voices yet. Um, and she's definitely one of us. She launched her own brand in August last year and she's joined us today to tell us all about her creative journey. Hi Verity. Hello. <laughs> Ooh. So, oh, shall, shall I start with the questions? Yeah, go for <laughs> so it. So throw you deep in, in the deep end. We, 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 we haven't come up with a nice little bit to start with yet, so we just basically ask you to tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Okay, well, yeah, as Carla mentioned, I'm Verity Clark. Um, I am a hair artist or hairdresser or colour magician, whatever you want to call me. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, I specialise in in colour, mostly bright colour, vivids, vibrance, rainbows, unicorn colours. Um, I love them. I also do a lot of natural colour and specialise in colour correction as well. But I do cover all aspects of hairdressing within that too. And how long have you been doing this for? Um, I've been hairdressing now for just over 10 years. A long time. Oh, wow. It's the longest long I've stuck time. at anything. <laughs> <laughs> I must love it. It's a vacation. It's a vacation. <laughs> Absolutely. How did you kind of find that the the, the colour side of things was your niche? Because I always wonder that with, with um, I know some hairdressers prefer that, some prefer to do like cutting and styling. And um, I've not actually seen my own natural colour since I was about 12. So I think that obsession may have started a little bit early. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started off colouring my own hair. Um, I convinced my mum that I needed to colour it brown. And then every single time I, I bought a brown box colour, it got more and more red or purple. And I was hoping she didn't notice, and I'm sure she did. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> um, but yeah, then literally the day that I finished school, because um, we weren't allowed colours at school, the day that I finished, I bleached my hair up and I coloured it bright purple and I went to all my exams with purple hair. And Amazing. the rest is history. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Do you know what? I always dreamed of having purple hair, probably from the age of about 12, and I didn't actually get it until, oh, what was it, about... A 35? year before I left, yeah, no, five, six, even later than that, I think. Later than probably, that, yeah, but I was probably about thirty-seven, I think, when I finally got it all purple. I doing? do, I do remember your first mm. purple hair, and she was so excited. I was so I'm excited, so and it really excited. suited her. But the it thing was is, like I've a... got my hair's naturally ignore the greys, but my hair is naturally very, very dark, and I'd never found a hairdresser before who was happy to tackle how dark my hair was. Yeah, so. it is a challenge. <laughs> mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was kind of like seeing Sarah with her real natural colour. You know, like we talk about mermaid hair. Uh -huh. um, so um, Verity and I both both very mermaidy. Um, have have swimming tails. Def definitely mermaid souls. And um, yeah, seeing Sarah with purple hair was kind of like seeing her blossom into her real. This colour is what I say to people now when people stop me in the store and go, "Oh my god, I love your hair." And I'm like, "Yep, this is my natural colour." <laughs> yep, I'm the same. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a natural blue." <laughs> yep, like. <boy. laughs> I, I actually um, I had a boyfriend years ago who was um very opposed to what he termed unnatural colours, which I thought was a really weird way of describing my natural blue. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, it's not unnatural, it's me. Yeah, it's a but colour yeah. as well. At the end of the day, all colours are natural, are yeah. they not? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so fine. yeah. So <laughs> what were you doing before or more, I suppose, how did you get from where you were to where you are now? Because obviously now you run your own brand and you're doing your own thing and it's all very exciting. Like, tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, yeah, so I started training actually quite late in hairdressing terms. I was 21 when I started training, so I was still young. But a lot of people start sort of 14, 15 when they're a Saturday girl or boy in the, in the salon or they will start at 16 when they finish school. And I am... Um, I did my GCSE, did quite well at them, was encouraged to go on and do A-level, so that's what I did. I picked every single arty subject that I could possibly think of. I did absolutely nothing academic. Um, and it was kind of halfway through sixth form that I realised that I wanted to be a hairdresser. I just I remember sitting down at the, the dining room table with my mum, because that's where you have all the important conversations, at the dining room table and telling definitely, her. Definitely. And, um, yeah, she, she was more formal. I know. <laughs> And uh, yeah, she wasn't very happy, funnily enough. Um, and she said to finish A-levels and, you know, have have something to fall back on. So that's what I did, finish my A-levels. And um, I actually then went and did a foundation course in art and design. Um, yeah, went and did that. And then after after that, I was then 21. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to be a hairdresser. I've decided 
I decided a while ago and I'm actually going to go and do this. So, uh, yeah, back to college, did uh, a year's worth of uh, training there and then got an apprenticeship at a salon. Um, and it was the salon that I stayed at for almost 10 years afterwards. Um, so yeah, I kind of grew as a hairdresser there from a little little baby hairdresser as an assistant through to kind of stylist, um, specialising in colour, doing photo shoots, all that sort of stuff, right the way through to kind of managing and uh, assistant creating direct, uh, creative directing even uh, in the salon. And yeah, I kind of got to the point where I kind of gone as far as I could go with that. It was time to stand on my own two feet as it were spread my wings and yeah here we are so as, as you mentioned earlier I launched my own business and went freelance in August last year exciting I know what a year has been I know it's yeah. been well, bad if someone, been, not the if best someone had told me what was going to happen in my first year of business I'd have been like hell no <laughs> I mean to be fair I do remember you getting I remember getting to the six month mark and you being like oh my god like it's been six months and 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 celebrating that six months and it was a, it was an amazing thing and actually that felt like it went really quickly and then I feel like not that long after that Covid happened yeah um but then actually one of the things that so by the time we release this um lockdown in the UK I hope will be over um but be. while we <laughs> all, the, all the crossing fingers um but I know that one of the things that um, I've really admired actually through lockdown is the way that you've kept, so you haven't been able to work, hairdressers, in case anyone's listening in other countries, so hairdressers in the UK have been closed from the 18th of March? Yes. 20th of March? Something like that, right the way through to the 4th Forever. of July. Forever, years. Yeah, for <laughs> such a long time. My hair, my hair is testament to how long they've been closed. Um, they've and, been closed um, for about six to seven inches worth of time. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's right, yeah, I think so, yeah. And, um, and, I, and actually Verity's managed to um, keep everyone um, entertained and informed and um you know step away from the box dye um but you've actually done some really cool creative stuff um with your plastic heads i have i still don't get me wrong i still don't want those plastic heads in my room you know in my house anywhere in the dark no they freak me out they're lovely um (laughs) it's just because they're heads they're just faces there's no body or anything it's really weird Um, yeah look look, see They're all right in daylight it's in in the dark they go i love that she's got piercings as well though fantastic oh yes of course look at her um, it. Yeah, I've got seven fabulous. sitting in a row next to me right oh, now brilliant they just sit we're and gonna stare go and do, at me while we're I we're going to go and do an album shoot next week for them aren't we like we're going to get them all together and on the beach and we're not going to look like weirdos at all with <laughs> um, <laughs> my bag of heads yeah but not um, what, what, what would you like what was your hang on let me process this I, 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 I will say although we <laughs> love having people the on the podcast <laughs> like oh god Process, process the bodies that are headless. The heads that have thrown you, yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, I have a question that. while you're thinking. Go on then. I was going to say, one of the things you sort of talked about um, there was about like your back, your background in like art education. Do you think that had a bearing on like how you work now and, and what you do now? Big time, big time. Yeah, um, yeah especially with the, the colour side of things, uh, which is, it is my big love and my big passion. Um yeah, like having that art background kind of helps you with the kind of visual side of things, obviously knowing your colour wheel, what colours go with what, complementary colours. Um, yeah. Also kind of neutralising and colour correction. Everything that you do within hair colour um, revolves around the colour wheel or the colour staff. So that definitely helps. And yeah, obviously having that kind of just creative background, I think it helps you think outside the box and come up with different different ideas, different fun things, and almost gives you that sense of no boundaries. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely definitely. and the other thing I was going to ask as well where you said about your your mum and she said a thing to you that I'm probably I'm sure most mums say is to have something to fall back on what is have you with ever been that to, I know what is with that <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh because as soon as you said, said it I thought oh my god I remember my mum saying that to me as well do you, do you get and to turn around and as well yeah and yep. do you get to turn around to her now and say don't need the thing to fall back on because I'm doing all right. Pretty much. She's probably going to kill me for saying that. She's so (laughs) proud of me, bless her. She just loves telling everybody about me, as mums do, but she does crack me up. But yeah, she... uh, I won't say she wasn't supportive because she was 100% supportive, but I just don't think that's exactly the route she wanted me to follow. Was she... Um, So I I often describe my mum as supportive. She's my number one cheerleader, but she's also a bit baffled by why I would choose all of this. Like, she just is... You know, why why wouldn't you just go and get a proper job? And I'm like, because no one wants a proper job. (laughs) Um, want a proper job yeah yeah very supportive but baffled okay i think i've sorted my shit out so my question is so we have a hashtag for this podcast which is can't words for shit which i feel like is appropriate love it um 
<laughs> my my question is, how did you? So I've seen that you coped really well with the with the shutdown and with um, having to stay. How did you stay visible? How did you decide what to do to stay visible when you obviously didn't have clients to work on? Because that's something I know a lot of businesses visibility generally is something businesses struggle with. Yeah. Um... I don't think it was a conscious choice to stay visible and to create content. Obviously, I was aware that that was what I was doing. But and I think the industry as a whole really, really struggled with being told we couldn't work because within hairdressing, all of all of us hairdressers, you have to love it. It is your life. And we spend a lot of hours doing it. And it, it is our life. Our salons are our happy places. And to suddenly be told, do you know what? You can't do that anymore is devastating. And I think a lot of people kind of turned to playing on their mannequins, doing educating. There was so much free education online with hairdressers just getting out mannequins and talking through stuff. And I think it was kind of our way of coping with what was going on a little bit. And it became more of a gradual wind down rather than just here you are, you're working all the hours and all the days and you're doing all of this to stop. There was You could almost wind down gradually because you could spend a lot of time on doing the doll's heads and doing all that sort of mm. stuff. And then it kind of gradually petered out and it was almost a little bit of a buffer to kind of... It, almost a coping mechanism, I think. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah. I yeah, and it was lovely to watch from a from an outsider's well, outsiders, but you know what I mean, like from a non hairdresser's point of view, it was it was really lovely to watch because I obviously both of us are in, obsessed with small businesses, and um, one of the things that I see is people kind of struggling for content, and um, and I mean you know we want to talk about stuff before and after COVID as well, but it was just it's a really interesting thing that I I picked up with that you did is that you managed to keep that kind of same vibe whereas yeah. a lot of people were like oh everything's a disaster you were just like well i don't have humans but here's some here's some herbs <laughs> and i'm gonna do this stuff and here is my really cool stuff i'm still doing and it was just i, really I think it was more see. of a i'm i'm not someone that can sit and do nothing and that freaked me out i was like well what the fuck am i gonna do for god knows how long um i can't do hair hair is my life that is what i do i'm gonna figure out a way of doing hair and from that I pulled all the mannequins out of my loft. They all had dreadful haircuts from when I was training. <laughs> <laughs> was that actually, there's, there's, there's a thing. One of the things that we, I think we've talked about on the podcast, but certainly I've talked about quite a lot um, in blogging and stuff, um, is the skill, the skill and the taste gap. Is that something mm. you are familiar with? So mm. basically there's, there's a point in every creative's life where they know what they want to create. Like you've done enough, enough work and enough, you've got enough skill, like enough experience to know what you want to create but what you're creating is not matching up to that in your head so there's this real frustration and that's a gap and then there's a point which I've only just recently hit in the last I would say 18 months where what I want to create is what actually comes out of my camera and computer I'm yeah really I'm excited. with you that, I get that and then looking yeah. back at the old stuff I'm like oh I was so proud of this but I was also frustrated and now I can see why and I can correct it and it's such yeah. a good feeling like would you say that when you got your old old heads out and that's such a weird thing. Yeah, I didn't remind you. I can't get past the heads in your loft. But yeah, like, would you say that's that's a similar thing for you? Similar because that's a creativity. Yeah, I think so. Because I remember I found, like but... doing those haircuts and being so super flipping proud of them and being like, look what I did and it's really creative and it's really cool. And then I'm pulling them out, sort of eight nine years later, looking at them, going, I can see what you were trying to do there, but <laughs> not mm, quite there. Yeah, isn't yeah. hindsight quite. and experience a wonderful thing, though, isn't it? You look you look back and you're like. It's like the, when I've got two clients, like very early wedding photography clients, and they still insist on sharing all of their photographs of their wedding. And I, oh. every time they pop up on Facebook, I just go, oh, oh God, no. what was that? The thing is, I think <laughs> if you don't them, do that, so... you've not grown. If you look back at this something that you've done two, three, five years ago, and you're still mm. kind of, you can be proud of it, obviously, but if you're still going, yes, that's it, that is my best work, you've not actually really achieved you've, anything you've, in you've the last, yeah, you? you've plateaued, yeah, yeah, definitely. so I it's think, a good point yeah, to make, it actually. is good to look yeah. back and kind of see that growth as well. But I think it's quite nice, because I suspect, in fact, I know all three of us, because I know you both quite well now, um, all of us are we look forward we forget sometimes to look backward and see how well yeah. we've done we're like right what's the next thing we've got to you know what's the next mountain to conquer what's the next thing we're doing so um, and I think that's something that probably quite a lot of creatives do particularly creatives who are running businesses rather than um hobbying because hobbying you've got a bit more kind of well there's less pressure isn't there mm. so um yeah I think it's really nice to to do and a really nice opportunity to to point out that, like you say if you're not if you're not changing you're probably not growing yeah that's it yeah you've like always got to be evolving Mm, like Madonna, yes. she did really well. <laughs> well, <laughs> well the less pointy bras. That's that's how she keeps on going, though, isn't it? It's because she's always going always through changing, those changes yeah. and evolving. Yeah, definitely. It's a good one to remember, I think, especially for any kind of creative 
yeah, fashion career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do think you've always got to be kind of changing and evolving and adapting and kind of reinventing yourself a little bit, mm, staying current. Yeah. And, exactly. and I think adapting, like in terms, I mean, it's not something we talk about loads, but competition. So, I mean, we, we definitely, you know, collaboration over competition. And it actually sounds like you've got a really good team of hairdressers who you are all technically your competitors but you're also not you kind of help each other and, and cheer each other on and, and yeah. that kind of stuff but I think in terms of staying like a little bit of a step ahead of a competition it's really nice to be evolving rather than reacting you know so you change first rather than reacting to what other people are doing I think that, that can help definitely yeah definitely mm. I think that brings us to one of my favourite questions that we ask people actually we want to know what's been your most glorious moment so far my most glorious moment Oh. doesn't have to be career orientated or you know some people have gone with personal stuff as well or, do you know what and most you can have of... more than one we won't limit you <laughs> yes do you know what most of my glorious moments have been career orientated excellent except for my excellent. wedding i should probably apologize to simon for that oh, well, <laughs> i always forget glorious. about that one as well <laughs> people say to me about that what about your wedding oh yeah oh, that yeah. was of course yeah, yeah i did i did yeah. a marriage yeah, that was lovely probably that was different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your wedding was very on brand, actually. It was a little bit, actually. It was, you know, it was if definitely we're going to go with branded weddings. weddings. It was, <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I like that. Um, but yeah, I think my my big thing was getting through to the finals of Weller's Trend Vision Award last year. Um, that was, I think, just, yeah, a couple of months before I actually launched launched my own brand. So I was still at the salon at that point. Um but yeah, I got to go to London and uh, take my model, take a makeup artist, create a look, put it all on stage. And I did not get through to the re- to the um, national finals. I was in the regional finals. Um, but I wasn't that bothered because I was just chuffed to be there. Obviously, I was a little bit bothered. I wanted to get through. But yeah, I was I was super happy to be there. And that was probably my one of my biggest, biggest things to date. I've been entering that competition since I knew it existed. So... Yeah, a good five or six years. And I finally made it. That's um, really fantastic. So, I yeah, that, that was a big one. And then, yeah, launching my own business and seeing that just kind of take off a little bit quicker than I expected. I wasn't quite ready for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Starting before you're ready is kind of a on thing you one, have to do, though, isn't it? On the one hand, it was, it was awesome. On the other hand, it was just all a little bit overwhelming. Like, I, <laughs> I knew I would have clients and I knew it would go okay. Um... But yeah, I I just wasn't prepared for how quickly I'm not, that would I'm not take laughing off at you, and that would happen. I am laughing. I'm I'm slightly laughing at you because having known you and your reputation beforehand as well, like you know, people people talk about you in hushed voices, like you know the girl that does that rainbow hair. It's <laughs> amazing. Say? Like people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, oh, people on campus they talk secret. about you in this like <laughs> like like. like Probably like the worst kept secret in Colchester. In all fairness, <laughs> like, that's fine. I'm down. With that. Um, I'm happy with but, that. But but people like this 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 awe that you can just do amazing stuff with with also because there are you know there's quite a few of it well, certainly where I used to work there's um, quite a few of us who had or wanted really bright hair and couldn't find anyone who was willing to take it on and then one by one we found you and Yay. um so I I find it hilarious that you launched a brand you were like well it might go okay like obviously it was going to go Apparently, better than okay. I was the obviously. only person that wasn't ready for it <laughs> it sounds like it everybody else like, yeah. was like yeah I, yeah that was going to happen I was like uh, well Someone could have told me. I mean, <laughs> by all the like logical business rules, it shouldn't have done. But it because really of shouldn't everything have done. you'd set up, and because actually, I mean, something that I am quite geeky about. In fact, both Sarah and I, we we do um, personal brand photography, um, and having that personal brand that's really you, I think that's something you had even before you set up your own brand. Ironically enough, and I think that's probably part of why the success happened because it was mm. it was about you and your skills rather than you could have been anywhere. You could have gone and set up in Outer Mongolia, and you probably would have still been successful because it was you rather than a place yeah or something a, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, created. I it's, yeah. yeah. Mm. it's taking that per- it's taking your persona and just running with it really isn't it and saying this is yeah. me if this is what you want come you know come and see me kind of thing yeah definitely that's it well I, I always say like people by people you can have all yes. the skill in the world but if somebody doesn't like you get on with you trust you then yeah. you're not really going to be successful and I think that was a big part of building my clientele building my career was kind of forming in that connection with people and kind of yeah making myself not necessarily making myself known but making myself a bit of a brand and yeah I think the way I look contributes to that a little bit as well yeah. <laughs> I do stand out that's no a bad that. thing you yeah, are actually not necessarily a bad <laughs> thing <laughs> so you are both my poster girls for colorful magical weirdos because 
as you are. <laughs> Great, I love it. Um, but you do also appeal to slightly less weird people because of what you do. But I think actually something I'd love to pick up on there is you said about trust. And I think that that's something that with certainly with creative services, so probably less so if you're buying an artwork or you know something that's made, that's already made and you can see it. But I think if you are booking a service of any kind from a creative, you have to trust that person mm-hmm. because you are putting that person in charge of a little bit of your life and that's yeah. a bit whether it's your looks or whether it's your um i don't know it might be your copy on your website or it might be your photos or it might be your might be building your website but you've, you've got to have that trust and i think that's a really um really important part of being creative actually and i it's also interesting because i think quite a lot of creators would prefer to just like hide in a hole and put messages out on a little stick yeah. <laughs> So actually having to be out there and talk to people and build that trust can be quite scary, but also really rewarding. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a, yeah, it's a weird one though, isn't it? Like, because we all go, oh yeah, we're introverts and we don't really want to talk to people mm. and we're all very socially awkward. But as soon as it comes to our business and our brand, we go, like, hey, hey, here we are. Look at me. <laughs> and actually, I think, I think actually it's really funny in terms of when you picked up on appearance, I think a lot of people, I say to people, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of an introvert and I, you know, I love living on my own and I quite like solitude and they're like, really because you don't look like that you dress like an eight-year-old on speed but that's fun that is a genuine comment an eight-year-old on speed that's amazing she thought i'd make a good no genuine comment i had networking at christmas and she said oh you know i I, i'm really surprised you don't have kids and i said why and she said well i think you'd make a really good mum and i was like why and she said well and then she said, well, this offends you. And I was like, tell me and I'll tell you if it offends you. She was like, you dress like an eight-year-old on speed. That's the best compliment I've ever had. That's beautiful. <laughs> that should be your tagline for a business. I think that should be my tagline. Like like doesn't Carla Watkins doesn't... like an eight-year-old on speed? <laughs> <laughs> I know that might get me arrested quite quick, actually. But, um, Maybe it could be a title for uh, one of a, the episodes of your podcast. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I, I like, like that. that. Definitely. But actually, I think all three of us probably have that in common, is that we are introverts. We don't look like introverts, well, I was just going to say, that's one of the things, though. I Again, I'm a complete introvert. You put me into a networking situation, and I clam up, and I absolutely hate it. But And people always sort of look at me and go, really? But that's because I've chosen to wear... I've chosen to wear my personality on my body, on things mm-hmm. like my hair yeah. and the colours that I wear, you know. Today, I'm actually in drab grey. It's not... that's because that's just because all I could dig out of the laundry basket but <laughs> <laughs> but you know I like a little bit of color and it's um it's that's how that is how I get my personality across because I'm not very good at doing it myself if that makes sense so I think it's that's you know that's one of the reasons I absolutely love that there are people like you Verity who do these amazing things with hair because it's allowed us people like us to actually go one of the ways this I express me. myself yeah. yeah I can't say it but this is this is me yeah. this is what I'm like yeah. aligning yourself on the outside with how you feel on the inside exactly yes, Definitely. yes I, like I like that, that. much more well, succinct than what I just said so <laughs> you're, you're a writer you're supposed to use long long sentences I write <laughs> I write better than I speak is what I tell everybody. So, <laughs> so do I, because I can go over it and check what I've said. Exactly. It's not just Editing. like stream of consciousness <laughs> coming out of my mouth. Um, no, I really like that. And I think, although well, it is interesting, people do react to me differently um, when I have colourful hair and now I'm dressing more. Now now I am aligning myself with my clothes. Um, I definitely find that people um, react to me differently. And like, do you do you find, I mean, obviously, I've, I've only known you um, a few years. I hadn't known you when we were young young teenagers but I mean, teenagers are quite you know good at aligning themselves to a particular group or a particular you know by their dress but do you find that people I'd say particularly with colourful hair but just generally do you find that people react differently now that you have now that you are being fully yourself or have you always been fully yourself I think so I think outside of work I've always been myself that has changed and grown but yeah I've always been bright colours and Somewhere between a goth and a punk and an emo child, I think, at heart. I think at one point I was dubbed a glitter punk fairy and I'm totally cool Ooh, with that. I like, I like that. that. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. isn't that it? That should be your tagline. That's brilliant. I love Hashtag that. Hashtag glitter punk fairy. Um, oh, that should be one. I like it. But yeah, uh, I did find that when I, when I first started working in a salon, I toned my look right back. So I dress very sharp, I dress very professional, I hid a few of my piercings and um, I didn't have as many tattoos then, but the ones I did have I covered up a bit more. Um, because I think when you're when you're a new stylist and building clientele, I did notice when I was kind of 
you know, someone says, oh, your client's here and you come out of the back room. There were a few clients that I would come out and say, hi, I'm Verity. And you would kind of noti- noticeably see them almost be like, oh, like not necessarily. What's she going to do to my hair? Yeah. Almost, like, <laughs> and then like people would say things like, oh, well, I'm not quite as brave as you or, or oh, I'm, I'm, I don't I don't want pink or I don't want blue. And it's like, no, that's that's fine. And I yeah, don't I'm not actually just going to put pink on your hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Isn't that so... funny though how people make that assumption that just because you know that that you look a certain way then that's what you're going to be doing to them that's really funny but yeah it's it is an interesting one but yeah by kind of toning everything down it did help me to build a really kind of broad spectrum of clientele and it's that kind of first impression once you actually sat down with me and got to know me uh someone actually once said to me when i was about in my early 20s if you're gonna look the way you do become really well spoken and it works (laughs) (laughs) wow because they look at you and they're like oh and then you open your mouth and they're like, okay. And then you start talking and you know what you're talking about and you're, you know, you're doing everything that they want you to do. They're saying all the right things. You're making that connection. And then people start kind of warming to you. So I found mm. that just kind of toning down the look to begin with helped make a better first impression. And then as I kind of built and grew as a stylist, I gradually revealed more and more of who I was. And I got to the point where it didn't really matter how I looked. And the world mm. moved on in that time as well. So we're mm-hmm. talking 10 mm. years ago where, you know, lots of tattoos, covered hair, lots of piercings wasn't quite as common. It was unusual then, Yeah, it was it? unusual. Now There's been more, a massive yeah. boom in that sort of stuff for the last 10 years. It was so. a real stereotype about it as yeah. well, I would say, probably a decade, decade ago, wasn't it? Yeah, then, definitely. So, so mm. I think I've, I've gradually exposed more as the world's got okay with it, but also as my clientele have grown and they've got to know me as well. So now it doesn't mm. matter quite as much. And yeah, mm. if you told me now I had to take my piercings out, colour my hair blonde and cover my tattoos, I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I would just like to point out that uh, Verity gave us the double finger. <laughs> Quite right too. The bouncy double um, no. finger. <laughs> of course, of course. A ladylike one. An oh, elegant yes. one. Yeah. No, I don't. Actually, I, I, I take massive issue with the term ladylike because I don't think I should have to act a certain way just because I happen to be female. But um, that's exactly. probably another whole episode all oh, by itself. I've, I've um, note that one down on the list, actually. Yeah, do it, do it. No, I think that's that's amazing. And I think actually it's really interesting because I suspect that a lot of our listeners are going to be um, nodding along because I think most of us have probably toned ourselves down at one point or another to fit into a job or a relationship or a something. Um, and then have found a lot of freedom and liberation being able mm-hmm. to kind of relax into your true self further down. And it, it does seem to be in your 30s that people... It's weird because, you know, you think, oh, you know, in your teens and 20s you experiment with clothes and colour and all sorts. And actually, I've, I know quite a few of my friends who have really relaxed in their 30s into like, well, this is who I am and you can take it or leave it. And I think some of that is because we've established our... So, for example, in your case, B, I I know that you've got um, a massive talent in natural colour hair as well. Um, and people know that now, so they don't freak out that you never have natural colour hair. Do you know what I mean? a, <laughs> yeah. And I know quite a few people who now they're established enough in their careers that they can basically dress what they dress how they want, do what they want, and people are like, oh no, but I'll still respect you because I know what you can do. Yeah. So I think that's that's also a really interesting because um, I think there's this real um, with a creative career. I think there's oh this might just be my perception. I might be lying. Call me out if it's not. But I think there's a bit of a um, a perception that like if you're a creative, you can just do what you want. But I think that is still you have to kind of build that recognition and that kind of career path It's not a traditional career path, but you have to build to it before you can kind of make your own rules, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think there's always an element of kind of, you know, moulding to your environment as well. Like if I was going to a, a big sort of a big event that was full of hairdressers, I would probably dress a lot more eccentric and a lot more hairdressery because we're all bonkers in our own <laughs> special dress way hairdressery? oh Tell my goodness you that. should go to somewhere where there is a lot of hairdressers it's amazing like the fashion <laughs> is just completely bonkers it's like everyone's trying to oh, wow. out quirky each other <laughs> but yeah you <laughs> it's so fun it is so fun um but yeah but you would you would dress slightly differently in that situation to say like a local networking event where mm-hmm. you would maybe you'd still have your personality but I would probably choose to dress maybe slightly more businesslike in that situation or compared to you know going out on a, a Saturday night where I could just be totally me and just not actually have to think about the impression that I'm trying to give whether that it's kind of thing. yeah whether it's appropriate yeah, yeah, what's yeah. appropriate go out in my underwear who cares <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that, I look quite like that so that probably, or maybe not, but leads us on to... So our next question is a bit of an interesting one, but it's one of the things that led us to um, 
kind of start creative reboot wasn't it really is that we wanted to be quite honest about the good stuff but also about the bad stuff so if you are willing to share what would you say you've struggled with most over your creative career or your creative journey it doesn't have to just be it can be it can be to do with any part of your life but that is that is a tricky one actually Mm. it's one of those we all have struggles but then Mm. you try and think of it you know yeah uh only because it's good that we you know hopefully remember all the good stuff that happens that's it i try and forget all the bad stuff if i can't remember it it's surely not a problem anymore and i fixed it so that's probably that's a good thing that's a really uh, interesting thing to point out because how many times when you're in the struggle it feels like the worst oh thing my in goodness, the world, like the end of the world, world. Yeah. yeah and then yeah like yeah. you say you go down years down the line and say so how how was that struggle and you think well i'm still what? here so yeah. i guess it wasn't too bad or occasionally someone says, oh, that thing that you were struggling with. And you're like, what thing? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing anymore. Well, I suppose yeah. it's, like, it's the world talking about COVID right now and all of that stuff. And I think that first day when you get told you can't go to work, you can't earn any money. And we don't actually know when you're going to be going back. You suddenly go, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? What's going to happen? It's, it's a real panicky situation. And now sort of coming out the other end of it. You know, the world's going back to normal and you're kind of looking back going, I've survived three months with mm-hmm. no income and I've got through that. And that wasn't, you know, it wasn't And I'm just going to interject there. In your first year of business. And I like, was we in my first year of business. Your first year of business is the hardest. I mean, I'm just coming to the end of my second in August and it's still, I mean, it would be less touch and go if COVID hadn't thrown itself into the mix. But it's still kind of, it's okay, but it's it's still growing. Um, and, and my first year was very much there were some months which were great and there were some months which were like oh fuck I've made no money because that's part of business you know mm. so actually I think the fact that you've dealt with that in your first year before you've even got to the end of your first year is amazing what can possibly go wrong now don't <laughs> well, <this> fate <laughs> don't say that <laughs> kind of my thinking i'd be saying well hang on a second i've just survived i've just done all of this i can take on the world now it's (laughs) It's fine exactly you're gonna be roaring from here rarity for president though maybe actually but then you wouldn't have time to make beautiful hair so no from a purely selfish point of view you're running the country my beer watch this I love it. Oh, dear. Yeah, definitely don't tempt fate. But no, I think that's... How how do you feel the other side of that? Like, are you feeling positive? Yeah. Excited? Slightly nervous? What the fuck just happened? I'm super excited to go back and see all my clients and go back to work and do what I love. But there is this thing of kind of... It's been three months. I've settled into not working. And there's this slight little bit of, oh, this is going to feel really weird going back. (laughs) And, you know, how do I hold scissors? What's a toothbrush? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I literally just said to Sarah just okay, before you arrived I said um you know I said oh I'm gonna go and photograph these plastic heads um with with Verity and it's gonna be really exciting um I said but because I think I've forgotten how to take pictures and she's like it's been three months and I was like yeah but I've only taken pictures of my cats and the last couple of months it's like you can only have so many thousand pictures of your cats so I haven't really been out shooting and I've only been able to go back to my studio this week like it was closed like everything else um and I think I might have forgotten how to camera Oh, no. um, as long so, as you no, take the lens we... cap off you'll be fine I still I forget that even SD when I do know what SD I'm doing SD card so. lens cap jobs are good but it's yeah. quite comforting to know that you know there is that feeling because I'm also stupidly excited to get back to my clients like I've really missed working and Sarah I know you know similarly but but there are days where I'm like oh god can I still do this so it's nice to know that that little wobble the thing is I feel like a couple of days to a week into it <clears throat> it'll feel like we've never been away you've never been it's away it's just exactly. that it took a while to settle into the change of not working and then there's this whole mm-hmm. new change of of going back to work but mm. it's exciting it's definitely more exciting than it is scary but it is That's a little good. bit scary still has Only it made you kind of think um sort of having that time off to have a little bit of a a think about things and has it kind of made you look at your business a bit differently the ideas for the the next it year, has as it i've were, completely or? overhauled my business um wow when i when i first started the one thing that i didn't have on my side was time um, between deciding I was going to launch my business and my brand and actually doing it was maybe a couple of months, which is really not very long, apparently. <laughs> to, no, no. Apparently, she says. Everything. <laughs> I didn't really think about it at the time until I went, oh yeah, well, that's just a thing that happened. So it was kind of nice to be able to have time to revisit my website, revisit my brand and, you know, go back and have the time to really think about it and know revisit my social media and a lot of my kind of my branding and stuff like that so it's it's all been redone over that time amazing fantastic 
That's so you've done, that's it. So you've basically done everything in your first year. Then you've survived a pandemic. You've completely overhauled your business. So yeah, like I've just done like the first five years of business in one. So I'm going to retire, much. I think, next year. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm just going to skip to the end. <laughs> I mean, I'm the gonna... way this year's gone, we might just cancel this year and start again. Oh, can and, we? And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people have been saying that, but then other people have been like, no, no, it's all happening for a reason. So you just think about what, you're, what you've learned from it all going into the next... There's definitely a lot of good come out of it. There's a lot mm. of shit come out of it, but there's, there's definitely a lot of good. Absolutely. I agree. I think it's given a lot Actually, of people a chance to kind of step back and take a look at things and figure things out breathe. and that kind of thing. Definitely. I think as well that probably... Get r- rolls into our next question really nicely is talking about support networks because obviously you talk, mentioned about groups of hairdressers and what do you call a gaggle of hairdressers it's like what a scissors I don't know I don't know collective term for hairdressers yeah some of these nights out that you're talking about yeah maybe <laughs> We have no filter. You... I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> as far as your business and like all all of that side of you, of your life is concerned, what would you kind of? Um, oh God, help me out, Carla. I've completely lost my train. Um, of... Sorry, I don't. I don't want to butt in, but um, yeah, like what? What support have you had, and how has it helped? And is there any kind of advice you give in terms of building a support network? Mm, that's um, a good one. Yeah. Um the one of the biggest support networks I found has been through social media. Um there's a Ooh. yeah, there's a bunch of hairdressers that we all actually answered an advert on social media, I think, on a hair group. Um and we all got thrown into a WhatsApp group and we didn't know who the hell anyone was and all that sort of stuff. And we all got chatting and I think that was maybe a month or two, maybe like January, February time. And that's been a really big help. Like, we're from all over the country. I think that some of the guys are in, like, as far up as sort of Scotland and Glasgow. Some of them are as far down as sort of Plymouth and Cornwall. And we're everywhere in oh, between. Wow. Some guys oh, yeah. in Wales. And um, so, yeah, we're all over the country. But what has kind of brought us together is, yeah, this just random WhatsApp group <laughs> that we all ended up just kind of chatting in. And, yeah, those guys have been absolutely amazing. We've kind of shared stories, asking people what they think. You know, we've all got drunk together. Just kind of sitting on WhatsApp talking to each other. What's up, drinking? We're actually cool. we've never met before, um, but yeah, we're we're hoping to arrange a a night out or a gathering or something like that once all this is done. But yeah, those guys have been amazing. So yeah, shout out to my hair fam. <laughs> love those oh, guys. I love that. Um, so what sort of things do you talk about though? Is it so, is it about like getting through things like what's been going on the last few months, or even just sort of talking about? general day-to-day yeah pretty business, much just like everything. everything like there, there was a time i think every morning we were all just saying morning and having coffee together and people had just put up pictures of their cups of coffee and like <laughs> someone would go i'm i'm having a bagel does anyone want one <laughs> it was like just silly things like that but yeah but everything from sort of what you're doing that day to you know obviously when all the different guidelines are coming out we're all watching all all the news about what's going on with with Boris and all the announcements and we're all sitting there going have you heard this what's going on um and yeah just generally been there for each other I don't think there's a subject that hasn't been covered in the last three months uh oh, so that's been awesome that has been super super good it's lovely to hear like people from especially from the same profession getting together and actually supporting each other because I think it can be really um competitive at times when you get a bunch of people who do all do the same thing I know you're all around the country so it's probably less competitive but um it is just it's nice that people do that though because i think some people kind of see it as like oh no you're the enemy because you do the same thing as me and but yeah i I think it's it's good to share and good to talk to people like there are a couple of people that are a little bit more local to me and there's actually one that is in colchester um which was so weird when we found out we were both in the same town um but yeah we kind of you've got different niches you've got different clients and i think it's better to work together than it is to work against each other as well absolutely yeah, so definitely. but yeah those guys yeah, those big, guys big have been fans really of awesome that. oh that's fantastic really good. oh i like that awesome so oh my good question coming up what Ooh. do you wish you'd known at the start of your journey <laughs> <laughs> so many things. <laughs> All so the things. many things. Everything. 
virus. There was a virus coming, and we needed to do something again. I feel like that's why I'm wishing away right now. from the talking about the virus. Buy more heads. No, Buy more heads. Buy more plastic heads. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean this is this is in general, obviously not um not COVID specific. Just mm. just generally, what do you wish? You... But I mean, and again, that can be at the beginning of your hair journey or your creative journey or could also be your freelance journey like when you set up your business depending on what you yeah um I think one of the big things was you know that phrase do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life oh it's, my it's, it's bollocks <laughs> <laughs> I love it it's, my dad always used to tell me that as I was a kid so I mean I think it's, it's great. great I appreciate the concept it's very lovely but the but honest truth is do something that you love and you'll work every day and every night for always and forever for the rest of your life this is very um, true yes. but you probably yeah. won't yeah. mind so it's fine <laughs> yeah it doesn't you feel like have, work, yeah. though, does it? doesn't it really? feel like work. Yeah. But you'll never, ever step away from it. No. I think that is quite true, actually. I'm constantly... I dream about my business, which is frustrating, because that's when my brain is supposed to be, you know... Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does take over your life. But I feel like you kind of let it, and I think you've got to love it to let it take over your life. Because if you didn't care, you just kind of turn it off at five or six o'clock and just be like, mm-hmm. deal with that tomorrow. Exactly. And yeah. there probably would be a point, I think, if you if you didn't love it. I mean, I've certainly had a business, at least one business in the past where because I didn't love it enough, it got to a point where I was like, yeah, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Whereas photography, even if I'm not feeling it, I will show up and I will do it. Um, with the websites, I was just like, no. <laughs> just I no. Don't, I don't want to do it anymore. It's just not. There was just a meh. And I'd rather hate something than feel meh about it. So, yeah, it's good advice. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a so never work a day in your life, but do. But actually. do, actually. <laughs> work all the day. <laughs> Give yourself some time, though. Give yourself some time to not work. Force yourself to not work, if possible. Yes, Carla. How do you... <laughs> Carla. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, all right. How do you do that with your... Did you, did you structure your days? You don't. <laughs> say it, do Just as I me, say, say, not as I do. Not as I do, right. <laughs> um, but in terms of like when you were setting up your like your salon days and your work timings and stuff, obviously there's stuff that happens outside the salon and business, but did you kind of consider time off or did you just sort of go, eh, it'll be fine? Like, how, how was that? Yeah, I mean, I do have set days off. One day is a a day off one day is a working from home paperworky get all the crappy jobs done kind of day um, and I I do stick to that I'm not going to be sticking to it over the next month or so no, so yeah but <laughs> hopefully once everything's back to normal um but yeah I do stick to that and I kind of I have my husband and a really good friend of mine Kat um they kind of keep me away from work when I need to be dragged away from work as well they kind of go right shut your laptop turn that off you know it's time to do it's time to do something else or that's really valuable you know we're going out and we're not talking about work and we're not doing that so i think it's good to have people especially like when you're self-employed and there's there's no one-off switch there's no start and stop you could just go on Mm. forever i think it's good to have people that you can kind of ring up in a total flat because you're you know something has happened and you're just so freaking out about it and i think it is nice to have yeah, people that you can ring up that will go, okay, stop now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come back tomorrow. I'm just deliberately looking at you, Take not at time. Sarah right now. <laughs> <laughs> we do do that for each not... other a little bit sometimes. We do. She, she we can, do. I get these, I get WhatsApp flaps from Carla. There's, it's all WhatsApp flaps, that sounds so rude. It does sound rude, doesn't it? Show us it's, your WhatsApp It's all capital flaps. letters and it's very shouty and it goes on for, you know, message after message. And I just go, have you eaten? Take some time off, turn everything off, step away from WhatsApp, go and have some, <laughs> do something other than flapping yeah, about Yeah, get away business. from it, then it, yeah, mm. no, I think that's, that's, um, and it is really lovely, actually, that you have people who are, um, kind of your closest people that do that for you, because I know some people who, um, work with their, their, oops, sorry, that's me just smashing my microphone, um, yeah, I know some people who work with their, um, their partners, or, um, uh, with a sort of parent-daughter, a parent-child, um, business, um and actually that can be hard because i suspect if you work with the person that you live with you literally never switch off okay. yeah so that, i don't yeah, i don't think i would really do that because there would be there would be no off switch with there there would no you never have kind of i think especially at home you know if, <laughs> if your your partner and your best friend are involved you never get to take any time away that you know even if you're doing something else you're still probably talking about it and as much as we love our businesses i think it is really important to have and you end up circulating back around to it don't you like if you if you work with a group of people 
in a team and you go out for work drinks or something like that, you can't help it as much as you try mm-hmm. and steer back off to another topic. Someone goes, shop. oh, yeah. did you do that thing? And then you're back on work talk. And it's, yeah. I can't imagine living with a colleague because you would just be work talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so no, someone... no plans to involve Simon then anytime oh, well, soon? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm, well, he did put... <laughs> I love him dearly, but he did help put my uh, my bleach on, and yeah, I mean he did, he did a good job, but he flapped a lot. <laughs> to be fair, I would flap putting bleach on your hair. Like I think to I be would fair, be it's not the because... it's not the easiest thing. It's one of the hardest things to do. And I had him help me put a root bleach on, and I don't really know what I was thinking other than I don't want to do this myself. <laughs> that is quite impressive. That's but, yeah, why he I've was never just freaking out about the home. fact my hair might fall out. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, fair wow. enough. I appreciate that, but <laughs> I, I think you could rock a shaved head though if you needed to. Like Do you know what? That's I've, been my I've logic. always been tempted. I really want to shave my head at some point, but I just don't think I've got the balls. See I, I was going to do it for the Little Princess Trust and then they told me that um because I have been colouring my hair so much, apparently I can't donate it. Yeah. And I was like, Alright, I'll just keep it and keep colouring it. That's fine. Oh, like, oh well. That's <laughs> that's 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 that as well then, isn't it? Apparently. <laughs> yeah so i was gonna say about the living with the living with someone that you work with i did that for a a number of years but me and my other half were both paramedics so it would be a case of coming home at the end of the day going how was your day and he'd go and i'd go and he'd go how was your day and i go (laughs) so there was not much else to talk about in between that (laughs) definitely not worth doing and actually, that's also quite such a stressful job that it's almost... I mean, I'm sure it didn't get to be competitive stress, but um, I lived with one of my best friends who's a doctor, and when we were... Um, I remember coming home, I was working in a newspaper at the time, and I remember coming home um, and being very upset um, about a murder case that was in the news at the time, and being a bit like, oh, you know, I find this really distressing, blah, 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 and also just being really stressed in the way that sometimes you just inherit stress from a workplace, even when it's not that mm-hmm. important. It feels important because everyone else thinks it's important. And then and I vividly remember her saying to me, she was in her F1 year, and I vividly remember one evening, and I was just basically stomping around the flat, just being a diva. And um, and she was like, yeah, my first patient died today. And I was like, oh, oh can't okay. compete with that my, really. And it's, she wasn't, she, the, 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 really, the, the best thing is that she wasn't trying to, she was just telling me what happened in her day. And I was, you know, I was going, well, and this happened, and this person thing, and I broke this thing on the internet, and blah, blah, blah. And it, none of it was it actually that important and she was kind of really quiet and then she said it and I was like oh shit I'm really sorry like and it actually it's given me such good perspective in my day-to-day life and I know Sarah we've talked about you know paramedic paramedic life does give us perspective doesn't it oh, yeah. think, like mm. or give you perspective so yeah it's an interesting one um but yeah I don't think I'd want to live with someone that did what I did I think we might kill each other so <laughs> I absolutely salute anybody that manages to do that like husband and wife teams and yeah, parent-child teams. I completely, completely salute them if they live together and they work together all the time. Because oh, yeah. that's got. Be I mean, hard. I have just. I mean, I'm yeah, sure it's I mean, really amazing in some ways as well that you're a partnership in life and in business. But... And in business, I mean, I've just gone into business with two of my uncles, and I think that's going to be really, really good. Um, but I think the fact that none of us live within sort of twenty miles of each other is probably going to be really key to the success of that yeah, because 100%. we're not going to take it home with us. Yeah that's the thing is taking it home with you i know you know if i tried me and Stuart tried to do something like working together it'd be awful because just be one more thing for us to bicker about frankly <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, like or, mine's more important right now yeah. yeah or even thinking about parent child you know if i was doing working with my mum or my dad oh my god the arguments would be horrendous you know mm. <laughs> it's probably a good thing that i don't work with anybody that i live with so, so oh go on do you <laughs> no go on you go go oh. go I was going to say, then we'll, we'll go on to our next question. Um, so what advice then would you give to our fabulous creative listeners? What advice would I give? That's very broad. About, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deliberately about, so. Technically, really. I mean, generally, we've been talking about like um, following like your, your creative journey and your, your business and those kinds of things. So, yeah, what kind of advice would you, would you like to offer out to people? Mm-hmm. I think my one of my big phrases is don't tell me what I can't do. Ooh, oh, I like it's, this. it's been one of my favourites forever. If you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to try my absolute hardest to prove you wrong. <laughs> so actually, maybe telling you what you can't do is a good way of getting you to do the Well, thing. yeah, a few people have figured that out and kind of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> used it against me to my advantage. But yeah, um... Yeah, don't don't be scared of trying to do new things, and yeah, just go for it. 
I'm I'm very much a kind of sit and procrastinate and think about stuff for a while. But then once I've decided I'm doing something, I'm doing it and nothing's going to stop me. And it's probably going to be done in a very short space of time. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you find as well what? then that you look at, back at all the procrastination and think, oh God, I should have done this months ago? Partly, but I think partly it's almost like kind of pulling the spring back on the catapult a little bit. Yes. It's all that oh, yeah. thinking like and the... That. Yeah, it's not necessarily procrastination. Maybe some of it is. But yeah, the thinking and the planning and the what about this, what about that, what about the other, and then but yeah, as soon as you make a decision, it's like you let go of that catapult and you're you're going. But for you've it. got more momentum then. Yeah, yeah absolutely. definitely. Amazing. Oh, I like that. That's a really good. And I suppose actually, I I like that a lot because it means you've kind of almost made all your decisions that you can up front. So then, when you're doing stuff, as stuff comes up, you can just be like, yeah, no, yeah, maybe, because you know what you're aiming for yeah really i think you don't second guess yourself as much then i think the longer you try and take to do something the more you kind of wonder if you should have done that or you know go back and re-look at it and go oh yeah but i was very happy with that but should i change it and go for it whatever it is that's my advice Just do it I like that. <laughs> whatever you're thinking of doing go and do it right now <laughs> right this instant right this second <laughs> <You're like, laughs> listen, yesterday. To, the <laughs> <laughs> listen yeah. to the end of the podcast first then go and do it <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. that is awesome so okay in which case that kind of brings us to the end um of our ridiculous questions i mean i quite like our questions i love your are, questions um, i think they're great <laughs> and i like actually we've we found because we we wrote them thinking well you know we'll see how they go but actually they do seem to spark conversation which is what we wanted we didn't just want it to be like a, we ask you a question you answer we ask you another question you answer we wanted the conversation because actually the conversation is where the good stuff lives i think absolutely um and where we all kind of spark off each other um so we've got some time to plug yourself like what would you like to that also sounds rude what's with me today <laughs> flaps plugs flaps, plugs i mean it's a it's whole other podcast on. it's all going on it's usually me that lowers the tone to be fair yeah. um uh and no one ever expects it because i've got a really home counties accent so then i say it and people are like did you just and i'm like yep yeah. <laughs> um it's, it's almost better then though <laughs> it is kind of yeah it's like um, the first time i ever heard my mum say the word fuck it was so shocking you know so <laughs> i i'm not sure if this is appropriate for this podcast but um, so my mum doesn't swear at all and i once just to test her so this, this was only a couple of years ago um we were driving and i said thunder cunt just to see what she'd do and um and she nearly crashed the car she was so she was like what was that for and i was like oh, I just wanted to see what you do <laughs> that is one of my favorites i do love that yeah it's really oh, good. i, I don't use one. it often but i think to be fair i think if i'd said it in context she might have had a bit more warning but i literally we were just chatting and i just said it just to see what she did <laughs> just for um, fun <laughs> just for fun yeah um i'm really mean she's lovely my mum's an amazing human but swearing is not something she does i don't know how she gave birth to me really but um anyway so um time to promote yourself rather than plug yourself what would you like to tell us about who you are what you do what's coming up next um how to sign up to your mailing list all of those kind of things we'll obviously put links in the show notes as well but tell us tell us what you want to tell us yeah or not us our listeners I think I've, I've covered a lot of it already. I've probably yadded quite a lot as well. Talk, no, talk, talk, know, talked no. a lot of rubbish. All so. the, <laughs> where can we find you? If we, if someone decides they want to talk, they want to um, see your work and find out how to book you, where would they go? Um, so my social media, I am super active on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, I am at Verity Clark Hair. Uh, on Facebook, I'm also Verity Clark Hair. Um, and my website is www.verityclarkhair.com. <laughs> you can see a pattern, pattern emerging there. I like yeah, it. No, that's good. That's good. See where we're going here. <laughs> <laughs> have you got any kind of things that you you want to share in particular? Have you got any, I don't know, any promotions or you, is there a, a mailing list or anything like that? Um, from my website, you can sign up to my mailing list. That's got all all my information on there i send stuff out monthly ish um yeah just little bits and pieces about what's going on in the studio any special offers any new products i also do a monthly blog it has been on hold for the last three months for obvious reasons um but it is going back up so i do do a monthly blog that you can yeah sign up get involved with let me know what you think uh, it's it's hair related. It's everything from sort of color, what color suits your skin tone, um, how to maintain your color. I've done a, I've also written a few on sort of how to how to look after your hair, how to do updos, put curls in, all that sort of stuff. If you want anything writing on a blog, I'm always after writing about things that people actually care about and want to read. So, yeah, send me a little message, slide into my inbox, and let me know 
what you want to hear about and hopefully I'll write about it for you. Um, yeah, I've, I've not really got any promotions or offers or anything that I can talk about right now because I am very much just focused on reopening in yes. 10 days time <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah you so can just actually because this is probably going to come out maybe a little bit after that but what was the date that you you're opening from just so we can kind of so the studio is reopening on the 4th of july uh found out okay. yesterday that all hairdressers could reopen on the 4th of july and i ran around my living room like a child <laughs> I did a little happy dance when I saw it on your Insta actually I was like oh, that's so exciting <laughs> yeah. so yeah I'm back in the studio then I am currently pretty much fully booked for the whole of July so I'm currently taking appointments for August onwards um, but if you want to have a chat with me about your hair if you just if you just think I sound fun want to chat to me that's totally fine too send me a message <laughs> I'm always up for making new friends but yeah Aww. if you have any advice anything like that drop me a drop me a message like i said instagram facebook email um you can call me but i didn't if i'm with clients i don't answer the phone so but i do message a lot uh, in between times and stuff um uh, yeah if you need any advice if you would like beautiful magical weirdo colored hair then the woman is a magician she is a literal then we can do that yeah. but also that. you know if, if you would quite like some natural hair i would quite like to do some natural hair too um, well, you, know, I'm like right it, you know actually we've, you know? we've talked a lot about your coloring but you know she does do amazing yeah i cut hair bridal hair you do you do all kinds of stuff it's not just yeah, about the color but no, no, just yeah. put all the fun color you know, just like <laughs> just, i love yeah. color i talk about it all the time and then i'm like oh yeah right uh, by the way i do also do i have scissors yeah, yeah I have scissors. <laughs> she does know how to use oh, them. Oh, so yeah. I have to interject here. So we we haven't actually talked about the tools of the trade, but Parity has the most beautiful scissors. I have. I had no idea you could get beautiful hairdressing scissors. They are they are like a work of art in themselves, aren't they? They're gorgeous. They are. And then she told me how much they cost, and I was like, I don't want to touch them anymore. You can have them back. <laughs> I, I like that I put them in your hands to see, and then told you how I much just they like, cost. They're so beautiful. Do you know what? I do that with my camera. I, I quite that. regularly yeah. hand my camera to because I carry my camera with two fingers, and then I like like I balance it because it's really well balanced, and then I hand it to people, and and I watch people, and they're holding it like a newborn. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? And they're like, I don't want to break it, and I'm like to break it it's fine like, what if i drop it like, oh, don't drop it but you probably don't have to like cradle <laughs> it with it your full cuddle. body you know oh, then, then what i yeah. do then is when they start to look a little bit more comfortable holding it i go oh by the way if you do drop it it's about four and five four and a half thousand pounds and they go oh. <laughs> <laughs> i actually did that once to my i feel really bad i did it to my cousins we went out it was just after i got a 5d3 actually so it was a bit newer then um and i had my little cousins and they were i'm assuming you have you don't give eight-year-olds scissors to play with verity like i'm, I'm hoping at least <laughs> not, you don't give scissors to not play if with. i like them no <laughs> but they were really excited about photography so i was like yeah yeah you can play with this one this is fine so they were like legging it up and down tripping over taking pictures of each other got some really lovely shots actually and then their dad my cousin said to me he was like if they damage it how much and i was like it's fine it's insured he was like no but how much and i was like about four grand and he was like is he come back here give me the camera back i was like it's fine it's fine <laughs> i mean i wasn't actually that worried they were being very careful with it but yeah it's a funny one like when it's your tools you get used to just using them don't you and then other people are like Ugh. yeah because they, yeah. they are every day like harry that's what you have mm, on you mm -hmm. at all times exactly yeah. but i do love that yours are practical but they are so beautiful they've got like a little jewel in them oh they're beautiful oh, they, I feel are, like so I they are beautiful we'll put one in i think i've got one haven't i from your sheet we'll put one in. i the, think um, so i think yeah we, we spent quite a lot of time photographing my scissors <laughs> 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 And yeah, they, they are my babies. <laughs> Love go. them very much. Exactly. Aww. Oh, I've got new tint brushes, Carla. You'll like those. You've got what? I've got tint new brushes? tint brushes. Ooh. They're all different they magical unicorn mermaid colours with glitter in. <gasps> That makes me happy. I know. That makes me very happy. I'm very excited. <laughs> Bee Studio is one of my favourite. They do the same the job as any other tinbrush, but they're colours. Yeah, but they're prettier. So. <laughs> they're prettier. No, this is this is important. You know, beauty is important in our lives. Definitely. <laughs> she says, desperately trying to make her addiction to glitter sound, you know, profound and. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> um, no. On that note, is there anything else you'd like to share with our lovely listeners before we kind of wind up? I don't think there is. No. Other than, exactly. yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm so, so, so close to a 1,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, okay. oh then like, yes. I need another maybe Instagram. 20. So 
if 20 <laughs> people could give me a follow on Instagram, that would be amazing and it would make me just so, just so happy. Just checking to see if I follow you. Hold on a second. I, I will dig out some of my nine accounts because I'm probably not following you from all of them. So I'll see <laughs> no, if I nine. can nudge the number up a little bit. I set know. myself yeah, a mission really to get to a thousand followers by the time I went back to work. And then I did take a few weeks break because I was damaged. But we won't go into that. Uh, but I'm back on it now. But I'm really gutted. Not by I'm the scissors, still... just for clarity. Not by scissors. <laughs> Old injury. It all went a bit wrong. Oh, I'm okay now. I just now. followed you, so that's an extra one for Oh, yay. There. Thanks. But yeah, <laughs> if we can get me to over a thousand followers, that is my, my next big goal. And that would that's make me super duper happy. Cool. Amazing. We will do our best. Well, thank you so much for joining us, especially as it's a very warm evening in the UK and we are all inside talking to our computers. But yeah, it's been lovely to have you. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank Thanks for having me. It's been awesome hanging out with you guys. Ah, thank Amazing. you very much. So yes, um, I guess it's a bit. We have to do our, our little wrap up bit now, Carla. We do, which yes. is along the lines of, if you like us, share us. Oh yes, and with rate people. us. Rate five us. stars. Five stars only, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> And um, you can find us at creativereboot.co and you can find us on, on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. at creativerebootco. Is that yes, right? I should that probably right. know our own tag by now. But That's yeah. fine. That, that is correct. And you can um, sign up to our mailing me. list as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll say we're always looking for people to interview. So if you're mm-hmm. interested in being on our podcast, drop us a little line. And likewise, if there's anything you'd like us to talk about where we just kind of riff about random subjects related to creativity, if there's anything you'd like to hear, let us know and we'll do our best to work it in. There we go. Thank See you, you next very time. much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah.